You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and drafter of legends. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> drafter of legends. We're two days away, Nick. Two days away. Well, actually, no, one day tomorrow. away. It is. It's tomorrow, guys. We made it. It's draft eve. Also, by the way, b- because we record this usually a day early, I forgot Dirk Nowitzki is now 40 years old. How dare we he not is. mention that yesterday? I know. We didn't mention it on yesterday's pod. Because it was Monday when we recorded it. <laughs> happy birthday to the legend. Man, 40. 40 years old. Crazy. He's on top of the hill. <laughs> top of the hill. Um, so I have – this will be just exclusive for listeners is it Talk. exclusive or exclusive exclusive? Exclusive exclusive. I've been on this for months, guys. This we have You have not been on this on months. I know this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that that's what somebody else says. Um no, so I talked to Donnie Nelson today and or yesterday when you're listening to this. I'm doing a story with him to come out before the draft. I'm only mentioning on the pie because the story should be out by now. Well, unless you're listening at like midnight or something. But uh, should be coming out Wednesday, Thursday morning, whatever. Talked about scouting, draft stuff, whatever. And don't want to like run the whole piece uh, for you, but there's one, there's one uh, line that I want to throw at you, and you tell me how you take this, and um, your just initial thoughts. It could be nothing. Like you might take it as nothing. Some people might say, "Oh, that's interesting." Okay. Um, so we're talking about in our discussion, we're talking about like the new wave of big men, the center position, the warriors dominate in basketball. Are teams like going to try to duplicate that or look for what the next wave is and different stuff. And we're talking about the, the next, um, or just how the center position is being scouted right now. And this was his quote. I think if you look at the center position, you really need to have a bullpen. You need to have your pogo stick shot blocker. You need to have your stretch guy. You need to have somebody that can slap up against the likes of like Carl Anthony Towns or one of these bulk center guys. It's almost like on any given night, depending on what the matchups are, you kind of need need to have three, four, or five looks at the center spot. Interesting. Interesting. So they're definitely taking Mo Bamba. <laughs> well, like you can take this a different way. You can yeah. take this a couple different ways. You could take it like I want. Like it's hard for me to like. You, you could, could. You could take that quote. You could take that quote as saying they. I'll that, let you say this, yeah, yeah, not me. That, that he's he's saying well, taking a, like making a center the focus of your team, unless they're one of these dynamic guys, is not worth it. Or you could take it as to say one of these guys could have all those different aspects in them and that it would it would be worth it. To me, it's not. <laughs> to me, it, it does not say that. That quote to me says that, like, 
we need a bunch of different guys that can do different things, not just one guy that can shot block, one guy that can, you know, score in the post, one guy that's Dwight Powell, and, you know, all, all those other things. Yeah, because you kind of look back at over the past couple, you know, past years, like that's kind of been what Dallas has been doing ever since Tyson left with like Dewan Blair, Brandon Wright, like that, those group worked, of guys. It's worked really well. <laughs> and, and like Dallin Bear and stuff. Bogut. And then like Remember even. Bogut? <laughs> Bogut. Remember we all thought even, that was going to work? We were so it, dumb. Um, so I think dumb. we put a board bet on how many minutes they would play together, though, that season. Um, Bogut and Dirt. Oh, did we? But Maybe we so were anyway. Than we think. But like, even when you look back at last year, we had Dwight Powell, we had Salah, we had Dirk, we had. So if you like look at it in that sense, you're like, all right, we got your athletic center, you got your stretch and Dirk, you got your shot blocker and Salah. And if the view is like, hey, that center position. Um, so, like, my response to Donnie was, well, it's kind of like what the Warriors did this year with yeah. like JaVale, Zaza, Looney, and stuff. He's like, yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, you can kind of take it in different ways of, you know, finding one dude that has it all or, hey, like, the center position is like an evolving door to where, like, yeah, we could have three or four guys on our roster and just, like Carlisle said a thousand times last year, matchups, yeah. <laughs> you know, depending on the matchup. It, uh, that's who it does seem like the one position in the NBA where you can have multiple guys try to fill a role. It's almost like running back in the NFL. Like, there's not as many. There there are some running backs where you look at and you're like, oh, dang. Like like Zeke, like Ezekiel Elliott. He's a guy that you look at and say, well, he's going to be our, you know, our guy that runs all the time, like as much as possible, three down back or four down back, whatever you want to say. And then there's other teams that are just like, we're just going to throw out three or four different guys that give us different looks, and it works. Whereas in the past, it was always you have this one guy that you just always feed, and he's you know over and over and over again. But unless you have an Adrian Peterson or a uh, Ezekiel Elliott, then you can fill you can fill it with multiple guys. Uh, yeah, talking about the center position in the NBA. Um, whereas like other positions, like you don't want your point guard to be doing that. Like you don't want to, you don't want to try to throw in multiple looks from a point guard. You don't want to try it. You can do that with wings, I guess, but yeah. you'd rather have like your dynamic wings that can do everything. And yeah. then, yeah, yeah, that's, and then that's your whole team <laughs> wings and, and a big <laughs> and your point guard. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was just an interesting quote that I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Like we can point. talk about it. It'll be on it'll be on the story maps.com, so uh, make sure you check it out. Yeah, go read that, check it out. Today we are gonna be doing our last top ten draft board. We have honestly we have done this since man, I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. January. January was the first time we did this. Uh, and it, I'm gonna we're gonna go back and, and I'll read off our boards from January. We'll see how they've changed. Uh, guys have moved up and down. It's uh it's very interesting. Uh, my knowledge of all these prospects has has gained tremendously. Uh, in my first board, I had Colin Sexton and Trey Young on the board. <laughs> they did not make an appearance for the rest of this. So, um, so, so we'll talk about that. We'll also give a bunch of names that we're looking at for 33, where we think the Mavs are going to go for 33. And tomorrow we will do our full uh, mock draft. We will go through it. We'll mock. Do you think we're going to? I don't think we're going to do two rounds, but we'll go through 33 at least. Yeah, we'll run through a whole mock. Uh, we'll put them like side by side and just like for the fun of it, see how many names we get right. Now, Oof. I feel like we're fairly confident that if you ask Nick and I both that is there a trade that's going to happen in the top 10, I would say yes. Or just um, in the whole draft, yes. <laughs> so that's just going to – but like everything. if something happens at the top, then that, that could just have a whole big ripple effect, yeah. you know, uh, trade-wise and different stuff like that. But, yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. Speaking of which, the Mavericks are linked again to 
Luka Doncic. And uh, the most recently, the Hawks are now. This is the exact quote: Luka Doncic has elevated to the forefront of the Hawks' internal discussions on the third overall pick in Thursday's NBA draft. League sources tell Woj and ESPN. So Isaac, we will talk about what this means. We will talk about what this means for the Mavericks, what this means for the Hawks, and what this could mean for the future of your favorite Dallas Mavericks team. Right after this. All right. Luka Doncic elevated to the forefront of Hawks internal discussions. Isaac, what does that even mean? And that's exactly what I asked Nick before we hit record. I'm like, what the crap does that Woj tweet even mean? Like, that, Those are very carefully picked words as well. You know what's at the forefront of discussions right now is, and for me, is like what cereal I'm going to eat tonight. Like what? Like the forefront of discussion. That literally, like what? It'd be different. People are reacting to this tweet like Woj said. Atlanta Hawks have solidified, you know, that Luka Doncic will be their pick. He will not fall past them at three. And they're excited about drafting him, all this stuff. They, he pretty much just said they're talking about him a lot. Yeah, right? like well, that's pretty much what his tweet said. Also, if you read the the story that goes with it, he says that uh, if the if the this is because they think that Aiton is going to be gone and and Bagley is going to go to the Kings. If the Kings, this is a, qu- a direct quote: If the Kings pass on Bagley, that would clearly complicate the Hulk, the Hawks' ultimate choice with a third pick. So like. It's not like they're zeroing in and they're only on Luka Doncic. If Bagley is there, I, it, to me, it sounds like they would take him. Yeah, and I, I think this whole thing means one thing. Yep. Dallas loves Luka Doncic. There, and yeah, that report that we talked about, we did this whole podcast yesterday, how could the Mavs get Luka Doncic? And that yes. report comes out, and then, oh, wait, the Hawks, who are two spots higher than the Mavs, are all of a sudden thinking about Luka? Hmm. Yeah, and that's the spot. You know, like the whole if Sacramento is, you know, set on Bagley at two, that spot becomes, you know, Atlanta at three. So then if if Dallas, if this whole talk for the past week is Luka's going to fall, Luka could fall to five, oh, my gosh, Mavericks could get him at five. And so if that's the case and that's becoming a trending thing, then if you're Dallas, you're sitting back saying, I don't have to do anything. That's literally yeah. the that's literally talk. Like, I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to sit back in five and get him. So if you are Atlanta and you know that, what do you do? You – Call up somebody, you call up your source, or you call it, you send a little text to Dwoz and be like, hey man, we're kind of rethinking things on Luca. Leak out something. This is the ultimate smokescreen. Like, I mean, they could very well still take him. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, and they should. They yeah, should so take him. The Kings should take him. <laughs> the, the Suns should take him. Yeah. So, like, but, like, if you're Atlanta and you, that's what you do. And then, like, you leak that out so a Dallas or whatever X team is saying, well, crap, man. It looks like he's not going to make it past Atlanta. i got to up my offer now. So, yeah, I mean, we'll make our final predictions tomorrow on uh, tomorrow's pod on, like, who we think will be a Maverick and what we um, think will happen and stuff. But I would I would say it might be a decent chance that this trade happens. I would be super excited if if that happens because and there, there's like some frameworks with that. They have Baysmore if they want to get off Baysmore. They they have a, a Dallas connection to Melvin Hunt's going there to to the Hawks to be like their head guy. 
they have no like really veteran leaders on their team. You could you could swap out Wes and Baysmore, add in the you know protected 2019 pick, like top ten protected like that. You could throw a 33 they, in there if you want to. Throw 33 in there, whatever it is. Like they, you know, the Lloyd Pierce is coming from Philly. They made a point last year to go out and get you know the Bellinelli's, the Reddicks, the the, you know the veterans on their team because they viewed that and they appreciated that of helping build their young core and they literally have no vet like no none of those veterans yeah because they're all on the Ma- Sixers now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so like if you're Atlanta and you're sitting back saying we like Trey Young or Jaron Jackson or something you could be like all right well we could swap out Baysmore and West and not have to pay 19 million to Baysmore in you know in two years. We could get a protected first round pick for next year. It's like top ten or whatever, and just move back two spots. Like I, I think that's a, a decent deal. You're still going to get Trey Young or Jaron Jackson or whoever it is. So, yeah, I mean, and we'll see. and if it's protected, and Mark Cuban has been, you know, he's been vigilant on saying that the Mavericks will not be tanking anymore. Then you're pretty confident that you're going to get that pick next year because it'd probably only be top five protected. Man, yeah, really top, five, yeah, top five, top ten. top ten. I don't know, something like that. But as soon as Bag, if Bagley is taken with Sacramento's second pick on Thursday night, it's free game right then. Then things get wild. Yeah, because yeah, we'll and see, we're not you know. throwing out that Sacramento could trade back with the Mavs too. They could do the same exact deal. It's not that not yeah. huge. Um. So there you go. That's the talk about about Luca and all that stuff. I just really hope I, want, I, I hope Luca ends up a Maverick. Can 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 we just? Uh, I think I think it. Okay. Anyway, we'll talk about. I tomorrow. feel like uh, I don't want to feel small, like I don't want to feel like it's gonna happen. I'm gonna okay. I you know everybody knows that I grew up a Lakers fan and all this stuff, but like I love this team too, and I just really hope this happens for this team because it would just be so good. Like when we were talking about what Donnie's quote about trying to get the next Dirk, this is the next Dirk. This is the next guy. If they can, they should do everything they can to get their hands on this next guy because Dennis, Luca, and Barnes together—that is your next like Dirk Nash and Finley. That that right there is it. Yeah, and you still have, you know, potentially, depending on the move, you still have the cap space to add another piece this summer. And I know people don't like the, you know, a lot of people don't like the Boogie thing, but if you walked if you walked in the next season with Boogie Cousin and Luka Doncic, like... That's a pretty fun team. Don't tell me you're not going to be excited about that because I'll be excited about also, that. Also, don't tell me that's not going to sell season tickets. Uh, heck yeah, Will. I, I do want to throw out there one, one quick thing. Uh, there's a report today saying Mo Bamba uh, said, "See you, Memphis." <laughs> I'm not. Go- I'm not going to Memphis. Didn't give anything to Memphis. Didn't give any of his medical. <laughs> is not interested in going to Memphis. Which is understandable. I mean, they have Gasol and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. I mean, we've already most people marked Memphis off anyway, as far as Bamba going there and Mox. Yeah. But if you are, which I love Bamba. I mean, I have him like. Well, we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. But if he goes past the top three picks, he's pretty much going. You know, he could pretty much pretty much be a maverick at five so we'll see man all right well isaac let's go ahead and do i i just keep thinking about Doncic after after all that <laughs> after all that stuff and everything Did you see his three-pointer today oh, the one-legged so crap so what good. was that <laughs> how dare it? people have him at eight <laughs> oh, that's the funniest thing in the world speaking of luka Doncic, isaac let's reveal our final top 10 draft board 
uh, where we both have Luca number one. We'll do it right after this. All right, our top 10 draft board. Isaac, I'm assuming you still have Luka Doncic number one. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I am there as well. Still have Luka number one. The question is, do you still have DeAndre Ayton number two? Yes. Oh. See, I I, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a Maverick, but still. No, I do not have him number two at all. No. I'm not in okay. on him. No, I'm out. Oh, stop. He's going to be good. Don't do that. He'll be fine. But the question, the, the, all the questions people are asking, the, there comes at a point where in your draft process where you overthink things. And I have stepped back. I'm like, all right, how are we over? People are overthinking things with DeAndre Ayton. How are we overthinking things? And then I was like, okay, well, he doesn't do this. He doesn't do this. There's lots of questions about this. Why is he number one? Like, even on, uh, I think it was um, Nate Duncan's podcast, Jonathan Gavoni, they were talking about all the weaknesses of Ayton. And they were both- they also compared Luka Doncic to Evan Fournier. So. And they were, <laughs> no, no, this is with Jonathan Gavoni on there. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Gavoni with Nate Duncan, and they were saying that, um, they were talking about all his weaknesses, and Nate Duncan was like, so why do we still have him number one? <laughs> like, with all this stuff. And Cavoni was like, well. And he didn't really give him a good answer. And I was like, I don't think there is a good answer. So I don't have him number two. I have Jaron Jackson number two. Oh, yeah. You're all about Jackson. I like I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, trusting Charks' opinion on Jaron Jackson and, and putting him there. Are you going to trust him on Miles Bridges, too? Not as much as he does. <laughs> he loves Miles Bridges. <laughs> he loves Miles Bridges. Uh, who do you have? I still have Aiden too. I, I just don't I don't want to fall into that like, oh, he's not gonna be there uh, for the Mavericks at you know, at their pick, so I wanna lower him to where I'm like, well it's kinda like the not girlfriend even, that you didn't get the pro- you didn't get the prom date, you know, and you're like, well, I didn't want to go with her anyway, you know? <laughs> Or it's like uh, if the uh, an NFL team doesn't want to come over to your house that happens to be a, a specific color, and if they don't want to come over, then you just cancel it and throw your own party where you do other things. So we didn't want them there anyway. I will, pret- go- I will pretend it's going to be a huge party. By myself. It's going to be a huge party all about America. With my friends that I have made come here. <laughs> Number three, I have Mo Bamba. Uh, I do too, yeah. Mo 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 bamba. I, I was also, DM, I, I was DMing one of your uh, one of your would you say coworkers one of your co bloggers today, and I was like, is there any scenario in which you would be on board with Bamba? He's like, no. I'm like, come on, you can talk yourself. I know who this. it was. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it was Kirk. <laughs> He's been very public about his Bamba hate. So he hates Bamba. We're not giving up anything if we say he didn't want them. <laughs> Yeah, so even if you don't like Bamba, I feel like you can talk yourself into Bamba. And if you can't, just wait till he gets to training camp and wait till he plays a few preseason games, and you're going to talk yourself into him. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm still with him. That's who I uh, is one of the accounts Mavs highlights reached out to me, and I'm assuming that they reached out to you as well and said, "Who do you think the Mavs end up with?" And that was my get. That was my thing was Mo Bamba. That's who I think that they end up with. I said Jackson, but I, if they stayed at five, yeah. Who I said, Jaron Jackson. Which interesting to say, Jackson. Jonathan Gavoni from Draft Express just, t- just tweeted this uh, with Hawks reportedly setting their sights on Luka Doncic. It's interesting to see how Memphis views Jaron Jackson as a pension number four pick. Jackson has refused to work out for the Grizzlies and will not provide a medical either. Oh, snap. Get pig, Jaron. Okay, that's cool. That is cool. This is really going to turn in for, for Memphis, it's going to turn into Luka or Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> and Luka doesn't want to go there either. Bagley's going to be off the board. Yeah. Ah, oh, the draft is so great. I love the no, draft they should, so they much. Just move down. Everybody yeah. that's saying like, 
it doesn't matter until they get picked. Like, but this stuff is fun. I mean, it's all a game, oh, yeah. but I love the game. The game is so great. <laughs> it's kind of disappointing when it's all over. You're like, oh crap. No, what because then now? you get to start thinking about how these teams are getting built and how they're brought together. And uh, yeah. Oh, so remember, remember I did the, uh, remember I did that um, poll yesterday of everybody that like, who do you, who do you want the maps to draft out of these options? Yeah. The final numbers are in. I just got the notification. Final numbers Uh-oh. are in. 464 votes. Luka Doncic, obviously number one. Then the sh- it shifted. I think yesterday it was it was Bagley and Porter Jr. were one. Now the order is Bamba at 13%, Bagley at 9%, and Porter Jr. at 7%. Wow. Completely flipped. Huh. Fascinating. Interesting. Fascinating. Anyway. Fascinating. All right. Let's move on to uh, number four. It's controversial. I'm Michael Porter Jr. He is the hardest player to put on here. And he really, really is. And this is why. Because after all of this, after all the workouts and everything, we still haven't heard anything, like, incriminating about him. Which I'm not sure if anything would come out. We have that, you know... That saying that no nothing negative has ever been said about somebody in a uh, you know a draft workout, but I don't know. I, I I think that after all this, I think that it's been proven that he's he's fairly good, like that he's fairly healthy in that way. If he's not, then obviously he's lower. But if he's healthy, this is what I'm this is where I'm putting him. Yeah, I just I I honestly just don't know what to do with him. I mean, you give him you the ball, Isaac. You give him the ball. You let him dribble down the court. You let him score. You let him score that basketball. Can he? Can he dribble though? He can dribble. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't know. I don't know where to put him. We don't know what the back stuff came out to be. We there's just so much uncertainty about hip. <laughs> who he is. Like, I don't buy the hip stuff, but like, it's it's just gonna be about where he wants to go. Um, do I think he could be a Dallas Maverick? I absolutely think he could be a Dallas Maverick. And I think I would put it, if we were ranking players of these guys, who would be the most likely to be a Dallas Maverick, he would probably be in my top three or four players that could be a Maverick on Thursday. Um, but I don't have Porter there. I have Bagley. You know, I like Bagley. I think Bagley could be the best player in this draft in five years. There's a very on. small window to me where he's the best player. Well, jump through that window. Uh, Bagley could jump through that window, but I cannot. <laughs> Number five for me, one of your guys, Mikael Bridges. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep, I got him up okay. there. I'm a believer. Yeah, in you have him over Bagley. I love Mikael Bridges. I but... do. I do have him over Bagley. You're going to be proud. It's because of that quote at the beginning where you talk about your center needs to be by committee. I'm not I'm not putting all my eggs in a basket of a center that cannot defend. Yeah. Well, well. Ah, hey, okay. hey, uh, yeah. I wouldn't say yeah. completely can't defend. He cannot. He has no instincts. None. <laughs> have you not, have if you not you throw said eggs, Aiden, Aiden If you yet? throw eggs at Marvin Bagley, how many could he block? Zero? <laughs> have you still not said DeAndre Aiden? Come, Nick, come on! No, you have, Mc, I don't, you have I, Mikkel Bridges over. It. If the Mavericks moved up to the top, like to the whatever pick, this the, is my personal rankings. Isaac, you, you would want them to take Mikkel Bridges over DeAndre Aiden. Uh, yes. 
interesting. I do, I do not. I, I'm. I love Mikel Bridges, I'm but really, I'm going out on a limb here. I would take it. I take Bridges. Don't be one of those guys. Do not be one of those dudes. that's like, why is he going number one? Like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Oh my gosh! Stop <laughs> it. I don't get why you want a theoretical, reading, the, the theoretical rim much. protector and a post scorer. Like it just doesn't. You've been, you've been reading the Stepien too much. I have not actually. They have Trey Young at number three. Where does the so, Ringer have Aiden? They have to have him at like four. No, they have him like two. No. Behind Doncic. All right, then I'm with the Stepien then. Chark <laughs> Charks has him uh, behind Jackson stuff, but. Yes. Um, I'm with him. I. It's not that. Okay, Aiden is a better basketball player than Mikael Bridges. It's just hard for me to see him succeeding in today's NBA. I disagree. That's just me. Um, you're going to be proud, though. I have Jaron Jackson at five. Yeah, he moved up. He did. He moved up a little bit. I watched a lot more tape on Jackson. I'm not, like, completely sold. He, he's going to be the best player in the draft. Like, I'd clearly take Bomb over Jackson. And I know that, like, ruffles some people's feathers. But um, he moved up a couple spots for me. Ruffles someone's feathers is a very weird phrase, like... Ruffalo, Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Mark Ruffaloed somebody's feathers. <laughs> Number six for me, I have DeAndre Ayton. So I would take him over Bagley. I would take him. Oh, dear God. Over all his guys, but... You have DeAndre Ayton in six. Yeah. Well, I might move him to six just for signing with Puma. <laughs> My God. Not the first basketball player, though. Don't you dare say that he was the first. If somebody shows up to a court to rock Pumas on my team, I'm, I'm switching teams. That just ain't gonna happen. Mowing the grass in them. That just ain't gonna happen. I mean, there's um, there's been NBA players with Pumas before, like Walt Frazier was one. Oh, cool! In this century. <laughs> yeah, Walt it's Frazier. We, neither of us were alive for like 20 years when he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, thanks, Jay Z. Rock these things. Also, all that stuff with Jay Z is hilarious because they named him the president, but because he owns Rock Nation. He can't be because it's a conflict of interest. And so then they're like, oh, no, no, just kidding. He's the creative director. Okay, (laughs) cool. He's just going to be an ambassador. Yeah, why don't Um, they just say that? Yeah, Instead of giving him a a fake title that's actually a real job from a lot of people that Just make him the Pharrell of Puma. Like Pharrell's for Adidas. I don't know. Um, At six, I have my coverages. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Number seven, I have Marvin Bagley. Okay. I have Porter at seven. But listen, I have Porter at seven, but that's the one thing to where, I mean, I literally, when I first made my list, I had him ahead of Jackson and Bridges, and then I moved him down a spot. Then I moved him down. I just, I honestly, I really don't, I don't know what kind of opinion I have on, on Porter right now. Yeah. Just because of his back and all that different stuff. And yeah. It's weird. I did, and 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 I hate like making any type of basketball analysis or opinion on Porter based off high school. That, that's just kind of frustrating. It's for worked for a lot of guys before. It worked for Dwight Howard. It worked for LeBron. It worked for Kobe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, worked for Kevin Garnett. It took yeah. a little while, maybe, for some of those guys, and it probably will for for Porter as well. But no, yeah. it did. Work He's out. talking a big talk though. Huge, the biggest of talks. His tweet, his uh, thing the other day is like, yeah, I think I'm uh, in between, uh, between uh, KD. I'm a combination between uh, an MVP and a future MVP. He's like, people used to call me Trace McGrady too. I mean, I'm like, 
I'm a combination of two okay. of the most dynamic and unicorn like players we've ever seen that are actually that are seven feet tall and can dribble the basketball and one of them shoots better than any guard on the planet this is equivalent to like a reporter um on our level saying you know it's uh, like uh me and woes and stein and i'm just mad that you said that on our level <laughs> i'm just mad that you said uh, keep on going keep on going <laughs> I can't. Oh, the day ones. The day ones will know, maybe. Guys, I have Lonnie Walker at eight. Really? Wow. Yes. You I really do. hate Wendell Carter Jr. Stop and, it. I love, I, I love Lonnie Walker, man. I think he's a. Uh, our guy, Eric Bowen, uh, DM'd me the other day. And he's like, all right, I know you're all in on Mitchell last year. You're all in on OG. Those are like your two, like, if you want to say sleeper guys last year. He's like, who's your two guys this year? I'm like, well, I've been all in on Lonnie Walker. And I've said for like three months now that Gilgus Alexander is the best point guard in this draft. That's, that's and, starting to become a thing now. And dude's rocketing up these draft boards now. And he has the weirdest pre-draft story, by the way, because he hasn't worked out for a single yeah. dang team. Weird. And uh, so anyway, those are like those are my two guys outside of the top ten that I'm all in on. And But to yeah, Lonnie Walker at eight for me. Wow. I have um, I have Wendell Carter Jr. at eight. Okay, just got him there. Uh, that was hard for me. I almost put these two wings above him, but I just decided to go with Wendell for not really good reason, I guess. Other than I think he's a solid, he's a solid player, and I know what he's I'm, a solid I, I know what I'm going to get with him. So at, at this point, I would be like, all right, instead of taking a a, a big swing on what these two next guys are going to be, I'm going to take this solid guy instead of them. Yeah. If we take him at five, I've said this all along. If we take any of those other guys at five, I am beyond happy, and I will sell you that he is the best player in this draft. If we take Wendell Carter at five, <laughs> it will take me some time, all right? Like, I, I will just acknowledge that it will take me some time. Um, we just, I just, we might not hear from Isaac. Losing 28 games for Wendell Carter, that's it's, it's tough for me. But That sounds like the title we, of your book. <laughs> losing 28 for window <laughs> um but no if we but if we move back like i'm not all like i have him at 10 on my big board like this big board we're doing so like i have him at 10 so if like we move back to like that seven eight or nine range somewhere through there you know picked up other assets or whatever it is i would be down with taking carter through there mm. interesting there are circumstantial ways that you take Wendell carter i find that interesting yeah, I mean, like if we got picked 19 or something. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Oh, man. Okay. So 10 for you is Wendell Carter. Just go ahead and give me nine. Uh, Miles Bridges. Okay. I have Miles, Miles Bridges at nine as well. And then I have uh, Kevin Knox at 10. <laughs> Kevin Knox also shooting up draft boards. I put somebody on blast the other day because we did a mock. Whenever our last mock draft was, was in early May. Or mid-May. Yeah. It was over a month ago. I had Kevin Knox in top 10 to New York at 9. And I put that in the tweet. And this guy was like, have you even watched Kevin Knox play? Mm -hmm. Like, he's sluggish. He's all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're going to be surprised how high he goes on draft night. And that's actually a thing now. So I put him on blast a few days ago. 
Now all of a sudden, I went back and literally found that tweet. Took me a bit. Now all of a sudden, he's shooting up boards. So there you go. That's our uh, that's our whole list. Mine is Doncic, Jackson, Bamba, Porter, Bridges, Aiton, Bagley, Carter, Bridges, and Knox. And Isaac's is Doncic, Aiton, Bamba, Bagley, Jackson, Bridges, Porter Jr., Walker, Miles Bridges, and Wendell Carter Jr. So Isaac, would you like to hear our boards, our top ten board for the Mavericks? From January of 2014, uh, 2018. It's like 14. These January 14, like 14 years old. I don't know dates. Uh, so January, yeah. So it was like six months ago. Yeah, six months ago. All the knowledge that we've gained since then. Uh, number one, you had Marvin Bagley. Okay. Number two, you had Aiton. All right. And number three, you disrespected Luka Doncic. I had Luka at three? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. Then you had Bamba. All right. Then you had Porter Jr., which is interesting because he was like out and injured. <laughs> yeah. Then you had Mikael Bridges. You were on him early. Dang. Then you had Trey Young. Ew. Then gross. you had then you had Colin Sexton. What was I doing? <laughs> then you had Jaron Jackson. Oh dang! I had Trey Young over Jaron Jackson yeah, six and months. And Colin oh, Sexton. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean we've probably only seen like four or five games, a month's yeah. work month's worth of games of Jaron Jackson. Yeah. And with the minutes he was playing, not even that. Yeah. Then you had 10, you had Kevin Knox. Okay. So that's not too bad. You have the two guards in there, obviously. But, yeah. uh, and then Bagley one is interesting. I'm, I'm all in on Bagley. This is, this is mine as of January. Luka Doncic, number one, eight and two, Bagley three, Porter Jr. four. So Porter Jr. moved all the way up and down, and now he's back at four for me. <laughs> uh, Mo Bamba, five. Jaron Jackson, six. Mikael Bridges, seven. Then uh, Sexton, and then Trey Young, and then Wendell Carter. Hmm. We just didn't know any better about those two guards. No, I mean, the college season starts in November, I think. So, yeah. like, I mean, literally we're shooting, we're looking at, like, a month and a half worth of games. So, that was, before, that was like, two months before March Madness, so... <laughs> So there you go. That was our board as of January, and then we also gave you our boards right now. Isaac, give me some players you're looking at for 33 before we go. All right, so at 33, I've been saying for the past like couple weeks, I'm like, I want to narrow it down to five guys that I really, uh, that I really want at 33. One of these five guys, we walk away with them, I'm going to be super happy. Uh, there's some other guys too, but I wanted to narrow it down to five. Um, five wings. So if we went the big route, Jared Vanderbilt and Jer- and Justin Jackson, those are two bigs that I would love at that spot if we got somebody like a Doncic at the top. So, but those are not part of my five. I love Vanderbilt, I love Justin Jackson. The five wings that I that I would love at 33, Melvin Frazier, Josh Okoji, Jacob Evans, Raleigh Hawkins, and Bruce Brown. Oh no, you did not. <laughs> those are, what? That's my exact five. Seriously? So much group thing. That's literally the names I have here. Let's go. I also added Shake Milton, but just in case okay. like somebody was gone. But that's hilarious. That's my exact five. Any of those five, I'm super happy with. Yeah, me too. At 33. Me too. Uh, these are the three guys that I want at 33, though. Grayson Allen, Gary Trent Jr., Trevon Duvall. Those are the three guys that I want. Just... So Isaac has to cover those guys all year. <laughs> well, the last time I talked to Dookie, 
was Josh McRoberts. <laughs> he was so happy that he was from Duke. And he hated that he was from Duke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But that's so funny that we have a, we have the exact same five. We need to get away from each other. We spent so much time. <laughs> that's awesome, and that's like we want a wing at thirty three. But like I said, I love J- Justin Jackson, and I love Jared. Jared Vanderbilt could literally be the still of this whole draft, mm-hmm. and I am all in on him. He could sneak into the first round for real. But yeah, those are five to seven names that I I really want at thirty three. If you had to pick from one of those five, so Frazier, Okoji, Hawkins, Bruce Brown, Jacob Evans, if you had to pick one of those, like say all of those are on the board, who would you pick? Um, Probably Melvin Frazier. Yeah, that was the number one on me too. And L- then, L- yeah, a little bit bigger. I like Jacob Evans. I think Evans goes in the first round. Yeah, I think but, he goes higher too. But yeah, I like Frazier. Uh, Raleigh Hawkins is like this bulldog type of Lance Stevenson guy that I think he would be awesome. Bruce Brown I would clearly put at five on this list. But I like his two-way type of potential too. And of course, I can't, I cannot leave out Isaac Bonka. That's your, he, that's he, your other guy. He would, he would be like my fifty-something pick. I really, I really like him. Oh, this just in: San Antonio Spurs coach Greg Popovich is traveling to Southern California with the intention of meeting with franchise star Kawhi Leonard prior to Thursday's NBA draft. Kawhi, I just want to tell you that we're trading you. Hey, Kawhi, um, thanks. You're going to Phoenix. Oh, man. Gosh. Gut reaction. Where does Kawhi play next year? Milwaukee. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I'm like, what? Uh, I'll say Philly. I'll say San, San Antonio is my real answer. Oh. Yeah, I think I think he figures that out. Unless we all of a sudden get a report that Greg Popovich is driving frantically around Southern California and, and <laughs> texting everybody he can trying to get Kawhi's number because he never gave it to him. <laughs> or Kawhi's that Kawhi gave back. him a burner phone number and then he threw it away. <laughs> Kawhi has a burner Twitter account. He's part of the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you want some comedy in your life, go check out NBA scoop on Twitter. Go check out NBA Draft God because I'm just like I'm just curious at this point. I'm just like okay, yeah. The Draft God guy has a lot at stake on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) This is gonna be awesome. I just want to see if any any prediction this person ever made comes true. I think it's kind of funny. (laughs) So there you go, guys. That's our draft board. That's who we're thinking at 33. Tomorrow we will do our uh, mock draft, our official mock draft, and then uh, man, the draft. Is tomorrow. That's wild. It's freaking Finally. insane, man. If there is a trade before the draft, we will do an emergency pod as soon as possible. Heck yeah. Emergency pod will make it happen. Unless Wednesday, it's like the AJ Hammonds trade from last year, we're not doing an emergency pod on that. Stop. I'm not doing that crap. There's a chance that, I mean, Wednesday, normally crap happens on Wednesday. So, like, we could see some stuff go, go down before you listen to this pod, after you listen to this pod. It's going to be a wild next 48 hours. It is. We're very excited. I'm, I'm hoping some trades happen. Um, yeah. There you go. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>